folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. Today we're playing Memoria by A.Fell, which is actually my pseudonym. Nice. Uh, for those of you who are new to this game or didn't listen to the episodes from a couple of weeks ago, which you should probably do, here are the basics anyway. This is a game of mapping our history, as a couple, as a family, as friends, or as a partnership, over the long, long time we've been together, by exchanging stories. As players, we start with a larger picture, sketching a rough map of who we are together and who we are apart, where we start and where we end, then we zoom in on certain moments, memories, or reminders, and build from there. I'm Mac! You can find me on Twitter, at Citadel of Swords. You can find my games, including this one, at citadelofswords.itch.io. I have a Patreon, if you want to drop me some bucks, at patreon.com slash citadelofswords. Basically, anywhere you want to find me on the internet, you can probably find me at that username. And playing with me today, we have... Uh, hi, I'm August. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Harpydora because personal branding as a trans per- person is Persian. sometime a fuck. Persian. I am a Persian. This is why uh, I don't make my branding my name. It just works out better. I was I was like 15 and I just, you know, it, it just kept going. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, yes, you can find me on the internet at Harpydora on Twitter and itch. And my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at LittleLadyMab. My branding's easy because it stands for Miss Anna Banana and a Shakespeare reference. So it's going to stay. And my pronouns are she, her. Uh, That's all I do. Hi, I'm Jade. I just learned something about Mab today. You can find me on Twitter (laughs) at JadeOxfordRose. And I also use they, them pronouns. (laughs) Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, uh, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, terminal illness, and pandemics and plagues because fuck COVID. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. Um, we forgot to woo. Oh, what? we did. I'm... How off brand. Oh my god. Well, we're gonna woo now. <laughs> woo! said in the intro um if you didn't listen to the episodes from a couple of weeks ago uh you should probably pause the episode here go back listen to those and come back because we're this a follow-up to that will you necessarily need to know everything that happened in it no will it probably be helpful yes i'm gonna run down a recap of the things that we had established last time in world building 
and then we'll do character intros, and then someone else talk a lot to recap the other shit, <laughs> to recap what actually happened, because I don't want to talk that much, and then we can start frames. So I wrote this game, haha, making everyone play my game. <laughs> when you do world building for this game, there's five steps. We did one of them already with lines and veils, but the other ones are motifs and concepts, genre, time frames, then lines and veils, and then character creation. Our motifs? Actually, let's all take turns with this shit. August, do you want to do motifs? I sure do. Because this takes place in our City of Gulls universe, we actually cribbed several of our motifs from our This Town is Full of Monsters game, which also uses motifs. Our motifs are the entirety of Casualties of Cool, which, which is, is an excellent album. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Our next motif is Unexpected Light in the Darkness and Darkness Where There Should Be Light, a.k.a. our Kingdom Hearts motif. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just a general podcast motif for us. Fair. Yeah. Our next one is Unexpected Charm in Multiple Waves. Uh, then we have Sharing a Bottle. Finding Pockets of Fun and Desolation, Salt and Rust, and New Beginnings. Mab, you want to hit genre? Yeah, our totally professional genre descriptions <laughs> is mm -hmm. tonally kind of like BBC Merlin, because that's who we are all as people. And Ghost Hunter Karma, basically we will keep it a little bit spooky, but still got that light and breezy feel with the, the pacing and the atmosphere in general. Not too dark as this town is full of monsters, but getting there. The time frame, given the nature of how Memoria works, is about 40 years uh, over the lives of this group of characters, uh, starting somewhere just before the Echo game back on the end of season three, which saw a bunch of intrepid young youngsters find a talking blood rock, sort of. It was a good it's time. A thing. Go, go back and listen. It's great. Characters. So these are our girls. We love them very much. So I am playing Meryl Whitmer. She is, she is a she, her pronouns. She's one of the intrepid youngsters who found that blood rock in the Echo game. And she has short range teleportation and ability to move silently and a knack for finding things. The knack for finding things is not magic. It's just the way that she is. I'm going to be playing Soul Hawk. She is, her core character concept is angsty McMahon pain, but a lady. Uh, she's buff, tends to be broody, and in this setting, she's also a baby pyrokinetic. Even when she's an adult, she's a baby. Yes. Yep. A, the, the, a very grumpy baby <laughs> who drinks and swears and will also cut you. I yeah. love her. <laughs> <laughs> Did she keep her piercing that she and Max had? No, she doesn't <laughs> because uh, she takes it out and gets a cool eyebrow scar. Right. I'll be playing Kerrigan Kestrel, a.k.a. Carrie. She is a student of Marius once they arrive to start teaching. And her abilities include innate light magic and just the incessant need to know fucking everything and how it all works. And She's to valid. arrange it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is she? <laughs> and unsurprisingly, given who else is in playing in this game, I'm playing Max Valera. Someone else entirely. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're going to all play, like, part of this crew, and then someone else is going to be like, and I'm playing blank. And we're going to be like, yeah, we're throwing everyone off, our, off the game today. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But today, uh, that is not today. Today, I continue to play Max as part of this quadrant of girls. It's quite, can you, uh, I'm not doing words well today. Um, in the City of Girls verse, she's something of a techno mage, something that's probably a remnant of the war, the big ass catastrophe that has been hinted at and discussed and sort of elaborated on, but not really. But uh, she's good with tech, y'all, but this time it's kind of magic y. And that will also lean into part of her mobility aid that she has in this world, which we haven't seen on screen yet in this game. We've, uh, oh no, we did lot in the last scene when she got back. So that's fun. Uh, she continues to use she, her pronouns. Our only secondary character right now is the peony. <laughs> I'm sure that will change. We've got like half the crew of FTL established in the city of goals already. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have some relationships, the usual shit. Meryl and Sol adopted each other as sisters when they were young. Meryl adopted Sol first and then Sol a couple, what was it, months? <laughs> How long did it take Sol to adopt her back? Yeah, it was several months. Meryl also adopted Max as her best friend. Uh, Sol's relationship with Carrie is five question marks. Um, <laughs> Max and Carrie are frenemies and have actually one of the best dynamics, I think. <laughs> Genuinely, that fishing scene rules. And a key here uh, that we have written down, no underage romantic relationships apart from baby crushes. And we still have bets. We have one bet. Who's going to kiss first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of our moments to see is just now kiss but we haven't specified who it's for <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tokens and echoes i never found like an actual word to describe them that isn't just tokens and echoes we could call them memoria i guess but that's not in the text they serve as reminders of our history together and are the foundations of the scenes and moments we'll establish difference between the two of them is how tangible they are so tokens tend to be physical things and echoes tend to be more sensory in nature tokens you give them once and that's kind of it and echoes never go away <laughs> Um, so we established a few last time that never got used. One of our tokens is Rascal's Egg, which we have not done anything with. I think that was mine, actually. I think I did that. And then there is still a Rusty Knife, which is a token. Another token that we have... Actually, that's our only... Uh, no, a message in a bottle. That's the only other token that we have that hasn't been claimed yet. And then the echoes that we have still are Dabbled Sunlight Through Trees, The Smell of Flowers Crushed Underfoot, the sound of her trying not to cry, the smell of ozone, when she cut my hair, and the sound of her laughter next to my ear. We're doing great. We're doing great. That is, it's so, it's all so gay. It's all so gay. So the thing is, is that our recap for last time, because this game involves a lot of jumping around in time, like, is basically just going through what we've already established. Uh, last time, Sol adopted Meryl when they were like 10, and... We all had some expeditions. Uh, Sol and Max pierced each other's eyebrows. At one point, Carrie and Max went fishing when they were like 17, 18. Marilyn Max shared a moment in a tree. Max leaves when she's like 18 or so. And then she comes back at some point. And that's going to be great. Can't wait to do that. And then Meryl, Carrie, and Sol visit the plant temple where they experience a presence from some characters from a spindle wheel game that Jade and I played. And then at one point, Max decided to, Max attempted to construct a lightning rod, which is fun. Great times. Great times. Last thing, pivots. 
pivots are just drastic shifts in the world at specific points in time. Um, so some of our pivots, our pivots have been the Echo game was one. A second pivot was when Sable and Marius showed up. We had the mermaids disappearing as a pivot. And the egg, Rascal's egg is starting to hatch is a pivot. And we are going to proceed to never to, to not talk about that for the rest of this game. <laughs> and that's what you missed on Glee. I don't have a particular idea for a first frame. So if anyone has something they want to start with, since we all got to frame last time, I think that we could start somewhere in the middle. I was going to say, doesn't August need to be the new lens? Does the lens change? Because we did a round, we did like four frames after you were the first lens. All right, Mac? Do the lenses change? Is that how this works? Yeah, everyone got to be the lens. Yeah, the lens is the thing. Lens frames the ah. scene. Ew. Yeah. Fair so frames a, a turn. Yeah. I guess. So Mac, me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. They're trying to be confusing. So I so I did the first frame. August did the second. Mab did the third, and you did the last one. I think. Yes. Something, Something like that. that. Sounds right. Okay. 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 I just had a great idea. <laughs> And this has got some connotations, and I know it, and I don't care. I'm eyes emoji. Okay, I'm going to quickly go over. Uh, a frame is a part of our character's story we're going to explore right now. It could be a return to a frame we've established previously to dive into more depth of what we didn't get to explore before, or it could be something brand new. Um, we'll each establish a token or an echo, or establish a scene or a moment that will give a token or echo, and um, and it goes on from there. So what if we just start off with a bang and I say, happy returns? Mm. Okay, fine. Ooh. I was going to say, do we want to start there? Do we want to do something else first? But sure, let's dive into, <laughs> let's dive into making me do stuff. Okay, cool. <laughs> with a bang. All right. We'll just, we'll just eliminate most of the things that we want to talk about right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So, so you are acting as the lens again. Well played. <laughs> I I I swear I wasn't intending on it, and then the idea popped into my head, and it would not let go. You're so valid. And so I just imagined this opening moment of someone wandering, wandering through a hall, being like, "No, no, no I, I'm looking for the bride. I am on a mission. I need to find the bride." And it's like, "What?" And it's like smash cut into the first scene, <laughs> which we do not have to do. Um, because clearly none of y'all got the reference. I'm sorry that we didn't get your reference. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm sorry, I don't watch sitcoms. <laughs> it's Ma okay. How I Met Your Mother is a bad sitcom. I was going to say, Map is better than other people. She doesn't watch sitcoms. <laughs> and this one is a particularly bad one, so I'm not, like, I'm not mad about it. Well, let me tell you, I, I love the notion of just, I'm still so like... mad at the ending, and I didn't even mm. watch the entire thing. And that I'm mad at the sucks. ending. Yeah. I love the notion of hinting at a wedding, but that would mean that we would all have to argue about whose wedding it is, and we can't even decide who kisses first. So no, listen, <laughs> it's clearly Davy and Theo's. <laughs> Actually, that's amazing. That's, that's true. Really good. That's very good. Oh my god! But Parker is the best, like raptor. <laughs> Oh, but here's the thing is that we could start this frame. It doesn't even have to be any one of the girls. It can be like someone else. Like it could be Sable being like, I have to go talk to the bride. And it's like, who's given, who's getting married? We'll find out. Maybe at the end of the episode. It doesn't have to be at the end of the frame. <laughs> 
I am genuinely delighted by the notion of this being preparations for a big party or something. Yeah. Like I yes. like I like that a lot as a scene. I do also want to get that good good reunion moment though. Sure. Yes. Which is why I did happy returns. Mm-hmm. Because I am who I am, and who I am is the person who desperately wants Max and Meryl to reunite. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you want to come up with a scene here that this is this, or do you want to just do an echo or a, a moment or a... That's the other thing. Technically, a as a lens, I can do both. Exactly. Because originally I was going with, like, a, I was thinking, like, a white rabbit, the desire to not be late. Mm. But... Then I changed my mind, and it's seriously not coming back into my head. Uh, I've got a, a suggestion of an echo inspired. Okay. Was it the sound of people celebrating in the next room? Like, mm, that's di- good shit. Distant celebration. Or like, oh, I like yes. that. Oh, and you know what? That call's really good. Because what if Max comes back while they're at a party? Everyone else is at a party. Yeah, yeah. May I make a suggestion going with the wedding theme? Mm, absolutely. I like where this is going. It's a Davy and Theo's engagement party. Oh. This is very good. That does Well, okay, so when does Max come back? Somewhere between. Let me look at our G Doc. Cuz I'm trying uh, that's me being like, do Davy and Theo really get engaged that young? Well, no, well, we don't know how long Max was gone for. Is the thing. Yeah, because Davy is a year younger than Meryl. And Theo is younger again. Yeah, because Max leaves when they're like 17, 18. Uh, well, a little bit later. Like, oh, when, sorry, when Theo and Davy are. Gotcha. No, no, when Max and Meryl are 17, 18. It is a little bit later. I thought that scene in the trees happened like right before Max left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give or take. So they were like 17 ish, 18 ish, which means Davy and Theo would be 16. And probably yeah. 15. And they're... probably 15. I mean, because they're young in um, Flotsam, too. Uh, so... Well, they're... Young... young in the grand scheme of life, not young, young. Yeah. This could be like, maybe, why don't we say this could be like eight years later-ish. So this could be like uh, end of the late 20s for the girls, late 20s, early 30s, which would track with the turning tides frame, mm-hmm. which would make Theo and Davy sort of mid-20s-ish. Which I don't think is that unreasonable. In a sort of a post apocalyptic y vibey, people might be marrying younger anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is definitely me being like, okay, are we comfortable with this? And I'm also shoving your characters into an engagement. I mean, I'm the one who suggested that it was their wedding. So. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, engagement party. So that's the scene engagement party. And the echo is the sound of celebrating in the next room over. Yeah. Because I'm thinking Max comes back. Meryl's been like happy crying all day. Aww. I love her. She's so happy for Davy and Theo. I'm happy for Davy and Theo, and they're just my fictional children. Oh, this is also good because Scooby Gang reunion. Aww. I mean, they've they've been hanging out before and stuff, but like, yeah, they get to like be happy and like Meryl keeps like like leaning into Parker's shoulder and crying. Parker's big raptor shoulder. <laughs> Who else is there? Well, I guess oh. technically Joe would be there. Yeah. I mean, I think Sol would be there. It's also a small town, so the entire mm. town probably is there. If there are that yeah, many people fair. there, the possible talking point is that Theo and Davy are nowhere to be found because Theo got overwhelmed by the amount of people there and was like, I need to leave. Oh, valid. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, valid. Brought to you by Jade making people leave the house on their birthday because, like, right, I'm overwhelmed. Can you all now go home? Yeah. <laughs> Extremely fair and very real. And Meryl's just like, I'll cover for you. I love you both so much. Yeah. Meryl's like, I'll cover for you, and then I'll, like, sneak out with you guys, and we can go do something fun. Just the gang. Instead of the whole town. Important question here. Yee. Is Meryl the first person that sees Max show back up, or is it Sol, or is it Kerry? That's a good question. What's most fun? They're all fun for very different reasons, quite frankly. Yep. if Carrie sees her first, she wouldn't say anything and would just ignore her. Well, that's sad. Fair, I guess. She's a different kind of angry. Hmm. Yeah. We all know what uh, Sol's reaction to loved ones turning up is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Meryl's less likely to do that. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of fun, though, if Max and Sol see each other first, Mm -hmm. because then Max shows up with a black eye. (laughs) I'd like to point out, at least Max didn't fake her death and has shown up. Like, there was always the (laughs) intent to come back. Yeah, but we were talking about whether or not everyone thought Max was dead. That's true. And that was definitely a thing, I think. Mm -hmm. You want to run with that then, August? Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, Technically, you're framing the scene, aren't you, Mac? Yeah. What time Uh of day is it then? Is is it like evening now? What time of year is this? Evening, probably early fall, because I love early fall. So it's like warm but it's not like too warm are we just in the party spot aka the fucking skeleton of the tall boy <laughs> i mean probably oh my God. <laughs> it's the party spot so like someone like comes up over the dunes who we can see in like lantern light oh my god this is funny if it's the first time that max has seen either of them so Saul goes over and then it just like there's a the sound of someone getting punched <laughs> oh that's good actually Do we want to have the camera focus on Meryl then in that moment and we just see Sol walk off in a direction and hear the sound of a punch happening? Yeah, I think that's the best thing. And Meryl is like, okay, I'll be right back to whoever it is that she's talking to and goes to figure out who Sol punched. (laughs) What does she see? Uh, Um, Sol would not have like punched max hard enough to lay her out but there's definitely like soul standing there with her hands balled up into fists at her side like shaking with anger oh no and max probably rubbing at what is probably already a blossoming bruise i don't know if that's how bruises work probably or maybe it's a little swollen oh i know busted lip that's instant let's have that I think the sides are still buzzed, but the hair is a lot longer um, and like in a like a French braid, like from the top all the way back. So it's like a long braid. Fuck! <laughs> Hello, my name is Jade and my role on this podcast is to attack people whenever possible. <laughs> it's on my business card, just right underneath British accent. Fucking <laughs> <true>. gay! <laughs> I think it's too dark to see the situation with Max's leg. It's possible you might hear a slight clink of metal as she moves, but given the tides, you might not be able to hear that yet. There's definitely something to how she moves that is different. 
uh, but like bags slung over one shoulder and sort of glaring a little at Sol, but there's not massive amounts of heat in it. Like it's more, I appreciate that you punched me and that's fine, but I don't have to like the fact that you punched me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will accept this, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I think as Meryl approaches, maybe she hears the voice first of um, Max saying, yeah, great to see you too. Yeah, Meryl was going to, like, touch Sol's shoulder and just, like, freezes up. Because she hasn't heard that voice in a long-ass time. (laughs) And she kind of looks at Max and goes, actually, she doesn't say anything. (laughs) I don't think she knows what to say. I think Max does a similar kind of freezing, like... Soul, I feel, is probably quite easy for Max to talk to because it's not complicated with Soul. Mm-hmm. Like their relationship may have been many different things, but they've never been. It's never been complicated. Like I feel like Max and Carrie is a little bit like a dance. Like they purposely challenge each other. That's part of why it's fun. But with Soul, it's always been by very like this is how we are, and it's cool and it works for us. But there's on seeing Meryl, it's sort of like a ah. Should I go? No. Please don't. And Meryl kind of like grabs gently Mm. Sol's arm and is like, you gonna be good? Like, okay, Uh, not like... Are you gonna behave? Not like, are you gonna behave? Because she's not, she knows the answer to that is no. She's like, are you gonna be okay? Sol shakes Meryl's hand off and kind of growls. I'm fine, and stalks off. Because why would she ever want to directly confront her feelings? <laughs> well, she's got a dumbass sister who's going to make her do that. But later. Uh, as sort of Sol retreats back to, I assume, the party. Yeah. Max just sort of drops her bag off her shoulder and looks at Meryl. And he's like, well... I guess that's one thing that hasn't changed. Um, Meryl tackle hugs her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Are we talking full on? Oh God, I'm about to use this word, glomp style. <laughs> oh my God! You did in fact use that word. What time yeah. is? What, what time is? <laughs> what it? year is this? <laughs> it's a twenty fucking twenty, but also the world is ending, so who cares? We're yes. playing Memoria. <laughs> Glomps could be a thing. Yeah. I mean, she she like jumps, arms around Max's neck, legs around her waist. Oh my god! Oh. Little koala bear. Yes. One adorable. Two reminder. I think these two are the same height. Yes. Which is they are. <laughs> There's an inch difference. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when Meryl hears a clank sound as Max has to take a step back just to make sure the two of them don't fall over. But, like, the arms go around uh, her waist and, like, holds onto her really tightly. Um, and there's still the sound of the party in the background, but... Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. And Beryl is crying again. <laughs> I don't know if I how much more we want of this moment, or whether it's that in this instance. It could just be that. Does Max have a reaction to Meryl crying into her shoulder? <laughs> I missed you too. Yep, that's good. We like that. <laughs> All right. There we go. That's August next. 
Oh boy. I am very sorry because I don't think I understood what my options were when we played the first time either. So I can do a token or echo or I can ping back to a token or echo that we've already established that hasn't been used already or I can do a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Moments also use tokens and echoes for the most part. They're just solo stuff. Okay. And then echoes uh, can be used again and again. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I do actually remember from the last time we played this. You remember how to play this game. Yay! Woo! Um, I think... I think I'm actually going to do a direct follow-up moment using the echo, the sound of her trying not to cry. Oh, no. (laughs) Augusty fiend, carry on. (laughs) Keep going. I'm just that gif of uh, Bill Hader eating the popcorn right now. (laughs) I'm that lizard going, (laughs) (laughs) I think she makes like she's going back to the party but instead of actually rejoining the crowd she kind of swerves to go around it and goes to a secluded part of the beach finds a big old rock and just screams as she throws it into the ocean and then some wind picks up and there's sea spray on her face so she's definitely not crying. Absolutely not. So I did. Amazing. Okay, so I did just have the image of that one scene from The Office. Not to reference sitcoms every five seconds this episode. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't watch anything, so expect me not to get any of these. No, jokes. this is fine. This <laughs> is one sitcom, of the few scenes I know. Sitcoms and gifts. Sitcoms and gifts is what it's going to be today. <laughs> um, this is one of the few scenes I know. Pam is crying in the hallway, and Dwight comes out and goes. Who did this to you? Mm-hmm. Who do I have to kill? Oh, <laughs> that I do. Not. And I'm just—I am just imagining Carrie finding Soul and being like that. Yeah, I was like, I didn't—I didn't know if Soul would appreciate Carrie's presence. So, <laughs> yeah, I think right now she she would lash out, but she just kind of screams for a bit until her voice is hoarse, and then she kind of like scrubs the salt off her face with the hem of her shirt and goes back into the party. I love her. <laughs> She's Angus V. McMahon Bane, but a lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's my turn. I do, I want to put a token and going off of the idea of an engagement party, in general, or happy returns. The token is uh, a gift that acts as a promise. Ooh, Mm. nice. Oh, that's good. I have an idea for a thing, and I don't know whether I want it to be a token or whether to make a scene of it, because I know a frame doesn't have to all be like consecutive scenes and stuff like that, because I know you can do a token in a scene. If you're down with this, Mab, Mm -hmm. uh, I think what this is is Max went to find Kerry. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't find her for whatever reason and um, casually perhaps broke into Kerry's place. I don't know. (laughs) Or actually, no, because of, I think because of the nature of the city of gulls, I think there's there's something I see a lot in this kind of fiction, which is like, there's a lot less, obviously there's a lot less crime 
And because of the nature of everyone's working together to make society function, there's not those kinds of needs, especially with it being such a small settlement. And I think uh, what the token is, and I think Carrie would find this hanging from like the front door handle, mm-hmm. is a fishing lure. Is it still illuminated? Uh, no, it's a different one. Oh, it's a different it's not, one. It's not the one. She, it's something that clearly Max has made. Mm-hmm. And you and I would know this. It's like a very small version. I think it's an Edison bulb, but it's got like wire around it to keep like the glass part safe um, with a small, uh, it's basically all made of like copper and stuff, except for this little light bulb. And, and it's just maybe got something that looks like etched metal. I can't think, maybe, um, maybe it's like a small bird in flight kind of a vibe. I mean, given her name, why not? Yeah. A very, very small little, like very simple silhouette of a bird. Um, And it's just there hanging from the door handle whenever Carrie comes home. Yes. I feel like it won't necessarily glow without magic activating it. Mm -hmm. Either Carrie, I nearly said without Mab Zone, your Mab. Yes. Uh, It would either need Carrie or Max's magic to illuminate. I want to just do hmm, just I think it's just going to be a token trying to I was trying to decide if it's a token or an echo and I'm calling it something that was meant to be in permanent made permanent. Ooh. So Jade, it's up to you to decide if we get a pivot this time. If we don't pivot, is it the frame carries on or is just a pivot optional at the end of a frame? Pivot's just optional. Okay. I don't feel like I want to pivot right now given that we sort of know vaguely that turning tides comes after, but every other frame has had a pivot. So well, we're in a new episode, a new I session, know, but pivots a new are day. Good. No, I want to go with a revelation. Ooh, no, maybe not revelation. Um, mm. a revolution. No, <laughs> something like more like finding clarity, or something, be- something becoming clear. Yes, very good. I'm just trying to think how to word that nicely. <laughs> Finding clarity, I like. All right. Do you have a thought about what that looks like? All I'm imagining is the way that these different people interact with the world and like visual metaphors for like a glass, almost like a crystal ball filled with smoke and a vision comes into it or like something being tempered and changing or things like that. I think this is like the settling of understanding about what, because this is like, Max coming back and I like that it's not just a catalyst for her but for everyone just like okay that period of life is over what does it mean now that this person is back yeah and it's that awareness that things have changed in the same way that like losing a person changes things like you have to address how the world is now and it's like that understanding or trying to find that understanding now the world has shifted again and it's that moment of everybody going, okay, what's next? Oh, geez. I need to say this one out loud. Okay. So I think Meryl realized while Max was gone that she was in love with her and told herself that once Max was back, she'd tell her. Oh, oh dear. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and now Max is back and she can't spit it out. Of course. Oh, that's that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> just how it be on this bitch of an earth y'all don't have to say yours out loud i am just saying that because i needed to be known in the world 
<laughs> so August frame two. Hmm. How about nightfall? Ooh. Mm. Good shit. I think uh, because it would be fun. I want to go near the end of our timeline. So like mm -hmm. when we started started out, it was like ten or eleven, right? Mm. Yeah. So I want to say that Sol's like forty five here. The echo I want to give is mist rolling in. And I think I want this scene to be with Carrie, but I'm trying to figure out what their relationship looks like that far down the road. <laughs> That's the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> now you've got to commit to something. Have they finally figured it out after 35 years? <laughs> I mean, I should, I should hope so. I think so. I, I guess they've, they've finally had a conversation. One would hope. I mean, because we've implied like back and forth. Um, at least by the time the scene in the temple was after that, they had like at least slept together a few times, or at least once, <laughs> and that. But like, Carrie was still being offish about it. <sighs> gotta they gotta we gotta commit <laughs> and this is like 10 15 years after that yeah. So. yeah okay so hear me out what if there is some sort of imminent danger that soul is about to go off to try to thwart <laughs> to thwart it yes and this is soul and carrie like on a balcony somewhere and the sun is setting and the mist is rolling in. Yeah. Can I offer you a detail? Of course. Given what happened also back in Turning Tides, what if the City of Gulls now has electricity? Ooh. Because mm. of the project that Max did with the lightning rods. It doesn't have to be maybe everywhere. Or there could be a lighthouse. If we like the visual of like lights twinkling, like coming on in homes and stuff. I mean, like I say electricity. I'm thinking like very like early electricity. Mm-hmm. Back to Edison bulbs. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Like the lights starting to come on as the sun starts setting. I think Sol doesn't look at Carrie at all. She just sort of reaches out and takes Carrie's hand. And her eyes are just like fixed on the mist as it's rolling in. And she just says, I, I ain't going to be gone for good. Well, I think for Carrie's case, she's not looking away from Soul, and she's just trying not to be stressed, but obviously she's always kind of high strung, so failing at it. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, well, I don't want you to be gone for eight years either. Not like wandering off one day like Max did and then never coming home and we all just think the worst. Not gonna let that happen. You can't know that. Meryl voice, have you met her? <laughs> Soul voice, I gotta come home to bone my woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. God, we can't make that the episode title. I know. So How could you curse us like this, Mab? <laughs> um, I think nothing's gonna top that. I know, but I'm sorry. Yeah, Carrie's gonna top that. Um, sorry. Sorry. Um, 
I think I, was, I, I said it and I was like, someone's got to make a joke off. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the point where Saul turns to look at Carrie and she takes both of Carrie's hands and just kind of like lightly squeezes them. And she's like, I've always come home. I ain't about to stop doing that now. And if anyone or anything tries to stop me, ain't nothing gonna be able to put those pieces back together when I'm through with them. Carrie steps a little bit closer and just says, if you don't come back, I'm going to find you and end you, like, decisively. So make sure you do. It's a deal. (laughs) And uh, she turns back to watching as the sun sets. And I think that's it. I think Carrie might reach up and pull her in for a kiss. (gasps) Oh my gosh! Like, she starts to turn around and Carrie says, no, you don't. (laughs) Yes. Yes, good. Who wins the bet? (laughs) I don't think it counts because it wasn't the first one. Yeah. No. (laughs) Agreed. It's the first on camera, but... It's the first one on camera, but which one of them didn't got their shit together first? Yeah. The question still needs to be answered. <laughs> I mean, I could uncharitably point out that if uh, Sol and Carrie were already boning by the time the visit to the plant temple happened, which is when Max wasn't in town. It's true. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, if we're only narrowing it down between those two <laughs> pairs, then yes. If ah. we mean in general, ah, I, I think see. Carrie still might win. <laughs> <laughs> actually (laughs) i'm just gonna say carrie wins (laughs) we know yeah she scores (laughs) but yes that i think will be yeah the end of that then oh shit it's my turn (laughs) i want to go ahead and ping the echo the sound of her laughter next to my ear and I want to do a scene when they're, it's all of them, but they're younger. Mm-hmm. And they may or may not be getting up into some sh- shenanigans <laughs> Love in town. shenanigans. And so it's just kind of like the visual image of the four of them kind of like clustered together somewhere and like shushing each other and giggling. And like Carrie has like a little light in her hand and they're trying to be like, all right, you know, I don't know what their plan is, but they're doing shenanigans at night when they shouldn't be and they're like obnoxious little teenagers i'm having a hard time imagining soul giggling well <laughs> she could be the one that's not giggling but i know at least carrie is she smirks riley and maybe chuckles a little meryl's a giggler of the two of them mm-hmm. yeah she got all the giggle jeans <laughs> Soul's on the lookout and she sees somebody coming and she just like bodily shoves everybody into like a dark alcove and like takes Carrie's hand and closes it around the light to like dim it without thinking about what she's doing. What a delightful callback to original girls. (laughs) Just like crammed together in a small enclosed space. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Season one. No, every other time it was all of you guys closed into small spaces, yeah. eavesdropping on something related to Carrie. Finally, Carrie gets to eavesdrop. <laughs> Not if she's giggling too much. 
she's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Come on, they're not going to catch us. I like the idea of they have a map and they're maybe going fake treasure hunting. Or they think they're going treasure hunting. Who knows? Or it's like Meryl got a bead on something. Mm-hmm. Soul closes Carrie's hand around the light and she just kind of like reflexively like tests Soul's grip for a moment just mm-hmm. to see like what would happen for going like, okay, fine. Do we get in trouble or do we successfully complete our mission? Oh, I think we're successful. The four of us? <laughs> Those kids? <laughs> well, we did bring down an entire space station, so, you know. Your own rampant paranoia did that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think the four of them, when they actually work together, can get into some serious shenanigans and some serious sneaky sneaks. Yeah, I think we're good at what we do is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I just kind of like that little ambiance. I like really how that echo kind of works for all of them as well. Mm-hmm. What do I want to do here? I am quickly looking through previous stuff. Don't mind me. <laughs> Maybe I should add another token to the board. I like the idea of something along the lines of a tattoo, but I want to get more specific than just a tattoo. That's kind of what I was hinting at with something impermanent made permanent. Oh yeah. A letter written but not sent. Mm. There we go. Mac, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you some emotions and then make you think. I want to do something with Carrie. Yes. Merrily Carrie hang out 2K20. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? <laughs> what time would this be at? Like, uh, time. <laughs> what age are you thinking? We could go in that gap of time where Max is gone. Like, very early 20s. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, wait. It's the, is it the first time that Meryl gets drunk? <laughs> that would be good. I don't want to say that it's the first time that Carrie gets drunk also, but that was my <laughs> original thought. They, they just get drunk together. That's it. That's yes, the whole thing. I like that. Good. We haven't had sharing a bottle in a while. Good shit. Yeah, they're just drinking wine out of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Carrie's just like nabbed it from, from home. Just being like, look, look, I got this. I got the party. And it's us. We're the party. We're the party. <laughs> can they Can they be on a roof? Yes. At like one in the morning? Yes. So I'm going to say they're either up on a big boulder or up on a roof is good. I do want to call uh, the sound of her laughter next to my ear. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god. What? Uh, do they kiss? Oh, have I not told you that I definitely think after Max leaves that that would be when Carrie and Meryl kiss? Yeah. Et cetera. Uh, I, don't, I, don't think you... <laughs> I don't think you did, but it's good. Oh, <laughs> solid thought in my head <laughs> for a while it lives there rent free <laughs> i don't remember but yes no that's yeah it's right now god damn look at us go carrie gets to kiss two people this episode oh my goodness max you're next no i'm just kidding <laughs> puts on lip gloss max you're next <laughs> i don't know if do I want there to be an actual conversation? I think to, like, to set up the scene, I mean, like, to set up, like, their moment, Carrie is like, like, we're not going to talk about, her. you know, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about anything else but that, which is <laughs> Max leaving. 
Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And this is like, I'm thinking this is a couple years on. Mm. Um, but absolutely, it's like okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get drunk, and we're going to talk about anything that isn't that. Yeah, because I feel like it's something that always somehow like winds its way into their conversations. I mean, Mike Max is one of the people. You know, they're 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 sharing the people that they share. You know, so to speak, are Soul and Max. Um, and so it's just kind of like, well, let's not talk about either of them, but let's especially not just end up talking about Max. I do, I do love the idea that like, and this is really dumb, but it's like, Meryl kisses Carrie. Carrie's like, what the fuck? Meryl is like, you're in love with my sister and the only other person we could talk about, we said we weren't going to talk about, so... He was just like, like opens her mouth, closes it, frowns, <laughs> and then says, "You're terrible at kissing." Then teach me. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was her first kiss, Carrie. Shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, she might say that. She might go rude. That was my first kiss. Oh, honey. We could have made it so much better. Prove it. She does. <laughs> yes. Carrie. We're killing it. We're oh, doing yeah. so good. So many smooches. It's like and it's and and it's like drunken giggling and kissing also. Yes. It's like fun. Uh-huh. Because they're up on a roof and it's 1 a.m. and the stars are bright and there's a pretty girl right next to her. It's Carrie. Carrie's the pretty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is beautiful tonight? Me. <laughs> the stars are so beautiful tonight. <laughs> that's it. I think that's, that's good. It. I think that's good. That's a good. I think it's really silly, but it's good. Hey, I mean, CW shows can be silly. BBC Berlin was definitely silly in places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's one of our touchstones, but we also don't. Let's just not. Okay. I think I'm going to do an echo, which is a single light in the distance. And now we choose if there's a pivot. Holy shit, I just had an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. Mm-hmm. Hold on. on. <laughs> well, I always love when... Somebody says, hold on, and then I get a notification that I have a DM. Oh my goodness. Uh Uh-huh. Are you going to share with the class? I think approval might be being sought. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Mm. And also complicated. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Alternative. Pitch me. We're looking at night four and given other stuff. What if this is the arrival of the sun? What if this is Steady and his daughter showing oh, up in town? Yeah. To the pivot from nightfall is the paladin of the sun shows up. Yeah, that's really good. That's our most sort of spread out frame in terms of ages that we've seen. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. I am thinking of a frame subject other than just yelling in caps about what you want to happen you mean (laughs) (laughs) 
what I would love for it to be, I think, is, because I don't know if this works as a frame, but at least, like, holding hands in some way. Yes! Yes! Just any any sort of hand-holding. Dope. Oh, I have to go first. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it you. It me! I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and drop an echo. So the echo that I want is footsteps being washed away by the surf. Ooh. Nice. Do you want to you wanna hit a scene or a moment with that too, or? No, not yet. Okay. Well, it's being yelled at, yelled <laughs> about in the chat, so let's do this. Because I am nothing if not willing to bow to the wishes of my friends and fellow podcasters. <laughs> Uh, so this, let's have Max and Meryl having a conversation. <laughs> this is why I do things. To, for noises like that. that, that yeah, is, that let's is. go! <laughs> so this is them beginning of their 30s. I don't know <laughs> how long after scene seven time-wise this is. How long do we think we want this to be? Like, have they had other conversations since Max got back? And this is just a particular conversation, or is this like the first proper conversation? Um, what do you mean by proper? And also, <laughs> how long has it been since Max has gotten back that they haven't been speaking? Well, because there's like idle talk. Like, yeah. oh, how are you? Like, what have I missed? How long ago? How long have Davy and Theo been a thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do I do love the idea that they don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Is like I love that every time Max and Meryl ha- try to have a conversation, we have to have like a multi-minute break before it can happen. <laughs> this has been a, a trend in like every game that we've played in the last like yeah. year. Okay, so we said it was fall. I don't think this, it's not gotten to winter yet. I think it's still fall. But I think maybe Max has been trying to settle in and get caught back up with life in the city. I say like it's an actual city. That's its name, but it's functionally not that. And that's part of why we like it. Uh, Maybe they've had small interactions or conversations about other things. Yeah. Who approaches who? I think it has to be Max approaching Meryl. Okay. With endless apologies. I almost got Who's apologizing in this instance? Because like, eh. Trying to work out Max's exact head. No, I'm apologizing to you. Okay, no worries. Oh, right. As a player, I was very confused for a second. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, cool. Yes, I have a uh, a thing. I'm gonna. I have a token that I want to do in the scene. Oh, what if this is like in the morning? First thing in the morning. We do a lot of stuff like at night. What if this is like it's dawn? And I like this because we've just finished nightfall as well as a frame. Yeah. So it's like it's like first thing in the morning and Max is just like chilling outside of where Meryl lives waiting for her to get up and like leave the house for the day oh my god just sort of like I know we need to have this conversation we've both been avoiding it this is me making it happen and you not being able to avoid it unless you're making it clear that you're avoiding it yeah so Meryl comes outside yeah I was gonna say she can't is anywhere in the city girls making coffee is there like a tea shop well we know there's tea shops um, or at least one. I just like the thought of there being some kind of beverage offered because yeah, beverage is good. Yeah, like it's a cool morning. Maybe especially if the sun's not been up super long, so it's still a little bit got that good crisp morning vibe. 
just like Meryl opens the door to find like Max like sat on a crate or whatever outside her door. Yeah, and Meryl like pauses. Max just holds out a beverage in whatever reusable container they have. Maybe it's like a cool like earthenware like pottery cup or something. Yeah, I love that. With like a little bit of like fabric or something just like stretched over the top to keep it warm. And just offers that out to her. Ta, good morning. Morning. I figure we should talk in a way that we haven't been since I got back. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, of course. You want to go somewhere or walk and talk? I mean, walk and walk and talk sounds good. I don't. You want to head down to the water? I was just going to suggest that. All right. And the like, sort of half smile, just like, "Yep, okay, we call. We both do still have the same instincts. That explains many things. Let's just do the thing." Yeah. I feel like there is possibly very little in the way of talking until they get down to the beach. Yeah. I think what's the first thing. I didn't mean to be gone that long. I mean, I know that. Yeah, but I, I needed to say it. I do appreciate it. I just, God, it is so much out there. And I lost weird time in places and saw things and I don't think I even realized how long I'd been traveling before I knew I needed to come back and I realized how far back was <laughs> I'm sorry like really sorry I might be about to cry thank you oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she sort of stops and sort of looks out to the ocean like giving Meryl a moment to process <laughs> Meryl kind of reaches out to take Max's hand and then doesn't and lets it fall onto the sand in between them and she says you know a lot of people thought you were dead Uh huh. I never did oh well you always have had more faith than the rest of us put together <laughs> Meryl kind of like looks at her to see if Max is looking back and then looks back out at the ocean I think the camera would then show Max glancing at Meryl just after Meryl glanced at her. You know, that good, good missed connection. The good, good missed connection shit. Meryl says, I swore that I would tell you if you came back that I think I've been in love with you since we were 15. Max lets out like this huff of that's like that kind of little bit almost frantic laugh kind of way but it's not even a full laugh it's sort of just like a <laughs> and she reaches inside her coat and just hands over a piece of paper to her oh! a, le a letter unsent oh my god I fucking wrote so many times but I couldn't send them anywhere like how would they have even 
got back. So I just wrote. And some I just destroyed after. Some got lost. This one I managed to keep. And that, that I think, th- does she take the letter when it's held out? She does. I don't think she's going to read it, though. That's fair. I think she's got Ma- more important things to do. <laughs> That's fair, but I think also like Max Wilton is just like, are you not gonna read it? I will, not right now, because right now, if it says what I think it does, Max does a little huffing laugh this time, but it's much softer and like less of that desperate quality to it, just sort of like. <laughs> And just, like, nods a little. And Meryl just smiles so big. And I'll say to you now what I have always said, uh, out of character. Max will never be the one to make the first move because she always lets Meryl come to her and she always has and she always will. And I'm sad about it. (laughs) It's because Max doesn't ever want to pressure Meryl in any way. And doesn't want to take something. Yeah, it's good. It's a thing. She will reach out and take her hand. Yeah, good. That she would do. Yeah, so then Meryl says, can I kiss you? Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) Max just smiles. Like, I think Max is a grinner. Yeah. That full on, like, it's a little too soft to be a smirk. But it's got that half smile quality to it. And she says, I've been hoping that you would ask me that for so long. (laughs) Fucking yes. (laughs) (laughs) I better not waste any more time then. She kisses her. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. And there is just like the rush of the sea and like, they kiss for a little and Max holds back. Does the good hand that isn't holding hers, like, cups her cheek because I'm on my bullshit. That's good bullshit is the thing. (laughs) And is like, it's always been you. Oh my god. You old romantic. (laughs) If you tell Carrie, I will have to make sure that we flee the city. (laughs) She must never know. Your secret's safe with me. They always are. And Max will then kiss her. And that can be seen. That's good. That's very good. They finally did it! They finally fucking did it. It only took them how many games to kiss? I was gonna say, how Mm. many years? (laughs) That too. Also, also, I am a huge eyes emoji at what these letters say, Jade. Maybe I'll try to write one for you. Yes! That's me. Now it's your turn. (laughs) Oh, it is my turn, isn't it?
Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!